Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful Adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. I'm Ryan Gable. And you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting around the world right here on The Fringe FM. TalkStream Live and the Paranormal Radio app. You can download all those apps for free. Just go to the App Store, the Fringe FM app. We'll give you access to all of the Fringe FM shows, broadcasting seven days a week. The Secret Teachings is on air five nights a week, Monday through Friday. Normally, Monday through Thursday are brand new shows. Friday, reserved for a best of show. But this Friday, today, July 2nd, 2021, it's just too good. I had to come on air and do a new show for tonight as well. If you missed an episode of The Secret Teachings, if you want to listen to an old episode, if you want to listen at a more convenient time. I know it's hard for some people to listen depending on their time zone or where they are around the world. You can subscribe to our archive with all of our past shows. You can download and stream those shows. After they air, you can get access with that subscription to the montages and all my digital books. You can subscribe for one week, one month, or one year. Yearly subscribers also get an autographed copy of one of my books. It's your choice, and I'll autograph it if you'd like. All those books are sold in digital form and softcover on the website as well. Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. To subscribe to the show, to grab a book, it's all on the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's thesecretteachings.info. I-N-F-O. With your support, you help keep the secret teachings on air, you help support the network, and you support yourself. And we've also got some new information to share with you here on the show. We uh, now have a Patreon account. We're going to have uh, the Patreon account open this week, so you can go to Patreon. Find the secret teachings there. There will be a link on the website as well. And we're going to be doing, I've never done this before, but we're going to be doing behind-the-scenes videos and uh, listener requests and shout-outs and giving some stuff away when you access our Patreon. That, again, is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Look for The Secret Teachings or find us on the website, thesecretteachings.info. Again, you'll find a link to Patreon. Also, I've went ahead and renewed our affiliate sponsorship program with Pro One Water Filters. You can get a water filter for your shower so that the thing, uh, the, the stuff in the water, things like chlorine, doesn't vaporize and you don't inhale it. And, of course, you don't get it on your skin. Uh, I've got a shower filter I've had from Pro One for about two or three years now. I've got a water filter from them I've got for about so almost six years now it's been. I never had any issues with it. Well, well, well worth the money. We're talking about less than pennies a day. 
Pro One water filters get rid of the fluoride, get rid of the chlorine, get rid of the mercury and other heavy metals and chemicals, things that are intentionally and unintentionally put into the water supply. Just go to our website. It's all there. And click on the Pro One water filter affiliate link at the top of the page. That's how we get credit. It doesn't cost you anything. You can browse their large selection of water filter products and support the secret teachings as well. And our new affiliate, we'd like to welcome our new affiliate, US Plus Health. That's US Plus Health. They're a small company in the United States of America, in Connecticut. And this company specializes, I've been talking to them uh, about uh, various products. Uh, They specialize in isopropyl alcohol, hydrogen peroxide, and uh, a couple of other things. They're trying to expand their selection of products. Everything is made in America, 100% American-made products, uh, FDA-registered facility, no additives or chemicals or things like that to their products. They do business, they do home, and they are offering exclusively to listeners of The Secret Teachings, 20% off when you use the promo code TSTCLEAN. That's TSTCLEAN, 20% off. And depending on your order, some orders also get free shipping. You can go to their website and use that promo code TSTCLEAN to get that 20% off just if you are a listener of The Secret Teachings. I don't know about you, but I love saving money. And uh, I got to tell you that the White House in 2021 has done us all a wonderful favor. Uh, They have saved us uh, 16 cents this year on the 4th of July. According to the White House, uh, 4th of July celebrations are down uh, in terms of cost, 16 cents. And I was reading I was reading some of the, you know, I, I, I hate social media, but I was reading over some of the, the comments on social media and, and people are, you know, people get a bad rep, but some people are pretty funny. Uh, I read <laughs> something somebody said, they said, well, great, that 16 cents will help me pay for the 45% increase in gas since the Biden administration took over the White House. Um, and of course, you know, 4th of July celebrations by whatever standard might be down in cost 16 cents, but food cost overall has been rising since 2019. It's up about 8%. And uh, it, it's just kind of disgusting how politics work in that way. While the average people pick up the cost of poor decision making and things like that. Uh, and then the same people that make those poor decisions can say, look, we saved you 16 cents this year on potato salad. Uh, we saved you, you know, 13 cents on a on a gallon of milk uh, when they didn't really do anything except make things more expensive, including gas, which is now up to like three twenty something a gallon when it was two fifty, you know, a little over a year ago. But they saved you 16 cents on the 4th of July. So I'm happy about the 16 cents. Uh, I pinch pennies. 16 cents is big to me, especially especially uh, the 4th of July weekend. And today is a very special day. Today is World UFO Day. It's an awareness day for people to come together and watch the skies for unidentified flying objects. Now, some people celebrate World UFO Day on June 24th. Others celebrate it today, July 2nd of 2021, July 2nd 
World UFO Day. There's something else about July 2nd that is uh, interesting. The United States of America as we know it today was famously founded after a handful of colonies declared independence, declared freedom from Great Britain. Now, we usually celebrate that Independence Day on July 4th, but it was actually July 2nd of 1776 when Congress approved a resolution and a unanimous vote to declare its freedom from Great Britain. Now, voting took place on July 2nd, and uh, a draft of the document uh, was made and presented to the public. Once Congress approved the actual Declaration of Independence on July 4th, most of the signing took place in early August of 1776, August 2nd. So July 2nd is not only the day in which Congress approved a resolution and a unanimous vote to declare freedom from Great Britain. July 2nd is also World UFO Day. And I thought, what better to do a radio show on World UFO Day, on the day in which uh, is the historical anniversary of Congress declaring freedom or independence from Great Britain, uh, most of the signatures coming on August 2nd of 1776, uh, then, then this day, because Sunday is the 4th of July, and on Monday this week we had the Office of the Director of National Intelligence release a few pages of a, a multi-paged preliminary assessment of unidentified aerial phenomena. And like we told you, there wasn't much, in my view, to celebrate or to really get down on in this UAP report, as some have called it, which came out on June 25th, 2021. Perhaps uh, they chose that day because of World UFO Day, which takes place June 24th uh, till July 2nd, somewhere in there. Most people celebrate it July 2nd. And uh, you look through this document, it's nine pages, and you just there, there really isn't anything in there that's, to me, uh, incredibly intriguing. But what I find uh, to, to be more intriguing, perhaps, than UAPs are the way that people handle and deal with the announcement of things officially and unofficially. Now, I'll give you an example. I went on to our social media page on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. Uh, my personal page is Ryan Gable, if you'd like to find us there or email us. I didn't mention the email, but you can email us at rd. G-A-B-L-E at Yahoo.com. That's already Gable at Yahoo.com. But I go on to Facebook, and uh, I just made a notation. It wasn't trying to be funny. Uh, wasn't trying to be sarcastic. Uh, just It was just a statement of fact. I said, I'm going to wait a few days. This was on the 28th. So this was Wednesday. Uh, I think it was, that, was that Wednesday? It was 28th Wednesday? The 28th this week, whatever day that was. And, and I said, I'm going to wait a few days and let the dust settle around the UAP report before touching it on air at the Secret Teachings. And uh, I, I just, I, the, the responses I, I got from some people to such a simple comment I, I found to be strange. Uh, one person said it, it, it couldn't be the amount of research one would have to do over the weekend on a nine-page assessment. 
And I said back to them, I don't, I don't understand what you mean. I've, I've read through it. It wasn't really anything that was intriguing to me personally. It, it kind of sounds like a combination of another official mind game mixed with uh, just a true lack of information on the subject by the government, you know, without respect to a few key points that, that might be interesting. Like it's definitely um, confirmed that the U.S. government is not responsible for these objects and it's very likely they're not Russian or Chinese. This is something else and they're not ruling out aliens, whatever that, that I mean, that's, that's an important acknowledgement, but uh, some, someone, they, they, they said to me, this assessment is not the same as the report delivered to Congress on the 16th. The report is likely to lead to congressional hearings. The assessment we all read is the PR spin. And I guess this person thought that, um, they either thought that I was lazy or they thought that I was um, unconcerned uh, or I was, you know, unable to, to, to research something. And then they used uh, my post on Facebook um, to promote their own show, which I thought was kind of interesting. And they promoted a show they did. I mean, hell, you can I don't care. Go listen to it. They can use my show to promote their show uh, with Stephen Bassett. And I thought, I don't need Stephen Bassett to tell me what's going on. I don't need any of these people in the UFO community. I, I am so sick uh, uh, and tired of having to, uh, you know, from the outside looking in, uh, you know, project this perception to people that in order to get the truth that's out there somewhere, they have to go to people like Stephen Bassett or they have to go to people like Richard Dolan. And I, got, I have no beef with Richard Dolan. I, Richard Dolan lives like right up the street from me here in Rochester. Um, I just don't need to go to Richard Dolan to get information. Um, I don't need to go to Stephen Bassett to get information. I can read, you know, and I, I don't want to even argue with this person who posted this, but I can read Jeremy. I don't need to go to Stephen Bassett to figure it out. I can read his press release. And, yeah, I'm sure there'll be additional Congressional investigation. I don't need Stephen Bassett to tell me that. It says it in the preliminary report, uh, the preliminary assessment on UAPs. It says right in there that there's going to be an additional collection of information and they're going to go through and they're going to set up new guidelines for reporting things and, and monitoring things. And yeah, there'll be additional reports and there'll be additional information given to the public, but the public is only going to receive what is specifically requested and nothing more and uh, maybe nothing less, but at least uh, nothing more is going to be given to the public. And I didn't need the the federal government to tell me that. I mean, that that's the thing that's so bizarre to me. We don't need the federal government to tell us about UAPs or UFOs. We don't need the Navy or the Air Force. I mean, is it vindicating? Is it kind of uh, interesting? Is it good radio? Sure. I don't even know if it's good radio anymore, though, because uh, I I know there were some other radio shows that did the same thing I did. They didn't touch this thing right away uh, because it just seemed unnecessary. It, it wasn't that big of a deal um, overall. I mean, there there certainly is something that is, that is a big deal. Uh, there's something that is happening behind the scenes, and it's, it's leaking into the public, uh, but it's not something that, uh, we should be celebrating on the top of the Empire State Building welcoming the aliens. It's it's not something that, that's that dramatic. Uh, there's a lot more that personally I find um, to be important and to be relevant. Uh, I don't think that 
uh, in a polarized sense. A lot of people say, well, this is a distraction. And I ask them, a distraction from what? What is it? They, if, if Since this thing was slipped in the COVID relief bill back in January by the Trump administration, it's been months and months and months. What, what is it a distraction from? You know, the only thing I could say is I find it interesting that uh, what we consider to be perhaps the first official governmental uh, declaration or disclosure uh, from investigative terms from the federal government other than Project Blue Book, uh, which was a whitewash, I think, um, you've had a lot of acknowledgement in the month of June uh, over so-called biological weapons uh, labs and uh, how going back to 2020, uh, and I think it was late 2019, early 2020, uh, the idea that certain so-called viruses might actually be alien in origin. And I thought that that, I did a show on that. I thought that that was an interesting correlation and that makes for good radio. But I mean, what does it, what does it actually do? What does it actually say? Tonight we're going to get into that and we're going to talk about um, its relationship to the 4th of July. Uh, As you know, this Sunday is the 4th of July and uh, today, July 2nd, 2021, it is World UFO Day. So it's very appropriate. Plus, July 2nd is also the day in which Congress voted for freedom unanimously from Great Britain, July 2nd of 1776. And of course, my favorite movie, one of one of my favorite movies, probably my favorite movie uh, uh, of all time uh, for aliens and things like that. It's Independence Day. I grew up with Independence Day with Will Smith you know, that was, I watched the VHS of that movie so many times. I literally, at least, I, I my mom told me this, I burned the actual tape out because I watched it so much. I loved Independence Day. Independence Day in the 90s, Men in Black. You know, it was interesting because Independence Day came out in what ni- was it 1997. It was the same year that you had the Phoenix Lights and uh, these Obviously, this big object that was over Phoenix, people saw it. It was tracked across multiple states, and that was really one of the first times that there was this massive city-sized, like, unidentified object similar to the big city-sized ships or UFOs in the movie Independence Day. Uh, and, of course, the movie Independence Day is is, is about, a, you know, an alien invasion and humans fighting back against the aliens and they're being declared a global independence day. It's not just an American holiday. It's a worldwide holiday. Humans didn't fight and did receive their freedom from a tyrant or, you know, some oppressor, but for the survival of the human race, humans stood up and they fought back against this alien threat. Uh, it'll be a lot harder to celebrate the 4th of July this year, considering that there's a firework shortage uh, worldwide because of factory shutdowns, shipping delays, things like that. Uh, the raw materials for fireworks are up 5 to 8%. And, of course, in a lot of places, uh, 4th of July celebrations are just being canceled outright. Uh, Evanston, Illinois, uh, has decided to cancel the 4th of July and have a Juneteenth Gay Pride Parade celebration, as if those two things somehow go together. I don't really understand that. So no 4th of July, uh, but you can celebrate uh, black people in Texas being freed. Uh, It's not Illinois, black people in Texas being freed and then gay pride, whatever that has come to be. I I think an abomination for most gay people 
uh, from my vantage point. Uh, but other places, Hudson Valley area, Minnesota, New Jersey, all canceling Fourth of July celebrations, saying it's COVID, 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 and then having gay pride parades and Juneteenth parades or celebrations, uh, jubilees, uh, kind of like you know the the summer of rage in 2020, and then you can't can't have a Trump rally, but you can have Black Lives Matter and Antifa, uh, you know, smashing windows and and looting places, but you can't can't have a rally for any other political representative or any other political candidate for office. So you can't have 4th of July. You know, I was thinking about that. I remember the uh, the L.A. Uh, video, Los Angeles, uh, the city of Los Angeles, California, the video that came out of all the fireworks, and these people were on the news. Uh, these women were on the news like, oh, my God, make it stop. We have to stop this 4th of July celebration. What are they doing? They're going to spread the disease. Meanwhile, L.A.'s burning to the ground with riots, but you can't have fireworks in your backyard, right? Anyway, we're going to talk about that and a lot more tonight. Independence Day, World UFO Day, right here, July 2nd, 2021, on The Secret Teachings. But even if it's not July 2nd, when you listen to this, most of you won't be listening to this on July 2nd. It'll go into the archive, it'll broadcast out into the world, into the universe. There's a lot of information tonight that you're going to want to stick around to hear. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Check out our website. Subscribe to the show. Get access to the montages and the digital books. Grab a book separately. www.thesecretteachings.info Check out our Patreon page and our affiliate sponsors, Pro One Water Filters. The link is on our website or usplushealth.com. Use the promo code TSTCLEAN. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I've personally used their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients 
ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. This is Kev Baker of the Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship. And we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I know there is much we can learn from each other. If we can negotiate a truce, we can find a way to coexist. Can there be a peace between us? Peace. No peace. No peace. What is it you want us to do? Die. There's a whole fleet of them. They seem to defy the rules of physics, hovering in the wind, stopping instantly, and moving extremely fast at hypersonic speeds, then diving into the ocean. Men went to and fro about the globe, confident of our empire over this world. Debris in the air, atmospheric conditions, secret U.S. equipment, military UFO, a foreign adversary's advanced technology, or simply other. Mr. Lombos, on the ship with me, but it does make very much difference because... 
This report is not the end. The U.S. government now plans to collect more data and organize it into a database to figure out what really is out there. They're here, aren't they? They've been here for a long, long time. At the lowest level, they send people on errands. They with people's minds. They sweep people to do things. I think at the highest level, they do things that cause nations to go to war. Things that make no sense. But free will is impossible for them up there. Why are those like yourself who believe in the existence of extraterrestrial life on this earth? Not dissuaded by all the evidence to the contrary. Because all the evidence to the contrary not entirely dissuasive. Perhaps it's fate that today is 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. Should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. I'm Ryan Gable. And you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio. The 4th of July 2021 is going to look a little bit different than last year because fireworks are in shortage around the world because of factory shutdowns in China, shipping delays, a rise in the cost of raw materials, and other places around the United States of America, Evanston, Illinois, parts of Minnesota, and New Jersey, are just outright canceling the 4th of July. Evanston, Illinois, is replacing the 4th of July with gay pride parades and Juneteenth celebrations because that makes uh, you know lots of sense. And, of course, July 2nd, contrary to the popular belief, July 2nd is actually and should be really celebrated as the Declaration of Independence from Great Britain, considering that Congress declared its freedom from Great Britain, approving a resolution and a unanimous vote on July 2nd of 1776. Once the Congress approved the actual Declaration of Independence on July 4th, it was sent to a printer named John Dunlap. A few hundred copies of what is called the Dunlap Broadside were printed, and John Hancock's name was on the bottom. Today, only 26 copies remain. So on July 8th of 1776, Colonel John Nixon of Philadelphia read a printed Declaration of Independence to the public for the first time on what is now called Independence Square. A lot of members of the Continental Congress started to sign this version of the Declaration of Independence on August 2nd of 1776 in Philadelphia. So Declaration of Independence was on the 2nd of July. On the 4th, that resolution was turned into what amounts to a, uh, a rough official document. It's printed. It was read out loud for the first time on July 8th, and it was signed on August 2nd of 1776. So as we celebrate our Independence Day here in the United States, the whole world got a glimpse of what the United States government might, and I'm not going to say does, I'm going to say might, know about unidentified flying objects or unidentified aerial phenomena. 
And I, I don't think it, you know, it's lost on most of you. Uh, it's certainly not lost on me that uh, Independence Day, the movie, uh, was a kind of this mixture of an alien invasion and uh, the 4th of July, where the president gives that, uh, that famous, kind of like a famous speech. I think they're at Area 51 when he gives... Uh, is Bull, is it Bill, I think it's Bill Pullman. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's in that too with Will Smith. But he gives that kind of famous speech, you know, we're going to live on, we're going to prosper. Today we celebrate our Independence Day. And uh, it was an Independence Day for everybody around the world because we had, uh, as a species, fought back against these, these uh, predator, locust-like aliens that wanted us to die. And uh, we... We won the battle as one of my favorite alien movies. I watched, I watched that movie so many times as a kid. Uh, I think I burned out the VHS tape, but I was thinking about independence day because you know, it's just the name. And then this week it's the 4th of July and uh, the UAP report comes out Monday. And I love how people just immediately, like if you don't talk about as a radio host, let me give you some insight. If you don't talk about something that's supposed to be big news right away, immediately, you're covering it up. You're working for the government. And I always I always laugh at that. And I and I think, so because I didn't do the topic you wanted me to do when you wanted me to do it, I'm working for the government. And see, that's the kind of delusional mindset that some people have that allows for mis- and disinformation to be so, so easily spread on the internet. You know what I mean? It's, it's just like, that kind of attitude is the attitude of the very gullible people uh, who believe every YouTube video they watch, who believe every hack, who declares that, you know, I'm a whistleblower. I've got secret information. I guess basically the people that are like that are the ones that listen to a cosmic scam disclosure shows where none of the information is ever accurate. None of it ever proves to be true. And yet they keep throwing money at people with big fake teeth and a receding hairline and a big, you know, beer belly, uh, with a bunch of uh, con artists that work for uh, you know Earth TV shows. I'm just kind of using some language here that some of you might know. I'm trying to keep trying to keep tonight's show vague enough so that it would, uh, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> just look at this. I was looking at this UAP report. All right, and I read through the whole thing. I'm not really impressed by it, uh, so that's why I didn't talk about it right away. But I. I, I, you know, I put this thing, I tried to put this thing into perspective with everything else uh, going or going on around us. And I thought about independent independence day, the movie, because independence day, this is the first time in, uh, in sci-fi, uh, one of the first times that we saw such an enormous alien spaceship, right? And this, this alien spaceship, uh, parks itself over, a uh, number of uh, world, uh, worldwide cities, you know, New York City, etc. Uh, and, and to correct myself, uh, the movie was released July 3rd of 1996, not 1997. Uh, so the movie comes out and, uh, you know, there's this, this event, uh, not a full year later, uh, but in March of 1997. It's called the Phoenix Lights uh, one of the most widely viewed and widely documented, like people saw this over 
Arizona, Nevada, um, and the Mexican state of Sonora, March 13th of 1997. Uh, But obviously these things had been uh, photographed and videoed for weeks, months, before the the, the famous incident. Uh, Dr. Lynn Kitai had documented this for for weeks, for months, at her home uh, in Phoenix. So that's a year, a little under a year after Independence Day comes out, and it's basically a giant, what looks like a giant spaceship over Phoenix. And there are all kinds of reports of things happening that night and all the witnesses and the people that saw it. Uh, that's a, an example of how pop culture doesn't, doesn't influence our state of mind and the way that we perceive events. You know, at the time, I don't know if there were people saying, hey, this is just like the movie Independence Day that came out last year. I mean, that's something that people like myself and probably many of you have made a connection to after the fact. But this is an example, like I said, of how pop culture doesn't influence the collective conscience. It doesn't influence us to, to, to look up into the sky. And, and I mean, it's not just a blip on a radar. It's not just a tic-tac. The, this is a ship the size of, of a city. And that's what was depicted in Independence Day. There's movies like Independence Day, movies like Men in Black, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and probably one of my, let's say, top five favorite alien movies, uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Of course, you know, movies like... Uh, uh, arrival was a, a psychological, linguistical uh, look into aliens, uh, the, the 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 septopod creatures and the the language communication, and you know the idea that uh, weapon meant something different to humans than it did to these aliens. Uh, and that movie was interesting because scientists have proposed, and you've probably heard about this in late night radio that of all the the creatures um, on God's earth, in the ocean and in the air, uh, an octopus or some kind of octopus-like creature really is uh, the most alien. Uh, It's got its own propulsion system. It's it's brilliantly intelligent. It can unscrew jars as you've watched in videos or open doors. It's very alien. That doesn't mean it is an alien. It just means it's alien. It's different. It's from somewhere else. It's from a whole other world. It's from, you know, it's in the, in the ocean. And it's a very alien-like creature. And scientists have said if, if aliens biologically are, are, are these creatures that we come into contact with, they're likely to be kind of like an octopus or in the movie Arrival, like a septipod. So, you know, these are the kinds of movies that influenced uh, people like myself when I was a kid. Not not Arrival, of course, but Independence Day, Men in Black. And uh, they shaped a generation's view of what UFOs, what aliens, and what, furthermore, an alien invasion would look like. Uh, if you go back to some of the classic movies, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, The Day the Earth Stood Still, these these sort of older movies which... In my opinion, I think have uh, you know a, generally a better story than a lot of the new movies um, because you really didn't have all the fancy computer work back then, so you had to tell a really good story. Um, I was I was watching the, the Tingler with Vincent Price. We talked about last uh, 
last night for a few minutes uh, on the fear show fears in the eye of the beholder and uh you know i went back and watched that and it's just it's like black and white it's an old film but like the storyline's interesting about fear and how vincent price is describing fear as this creature that attaches to the body and how fear can kill you like it's an interesting concept even though if it's shot in black and white and it doesn't look like a hollywood blockbuster so what i'm getting at here is pop culture influences us but when you have an event like the phoenix lights in 1997 uh, Independence Day didn't influence that. That's something that people saw. It was documented by law enforcement, by civilians, by doctors, and by janitors. It was by every different uh, rung of society. People saw this thing, massive, massive thing, in the sky above Phoenix. It went across uh, multiple states uh, from from uh, Mexico, uh, Mexico, Mexican state of Sonora to Arizona, Nevada, uh, was enormous, and it was tracked too. Um, you can find some of the old news reports, uh, but pop culture and UFO movies and films uh, they influence us in other ways. They make us uh, think about extraterrestrials in a way uh, that kind of just becomes uh, the 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 normal the normal view. This is, Hollywood creates this image of what an alien is, what a UFO is, uh, what an extraterrestrial or alien invasion would look like. And, you know, the funny thing about that is a movie like Arrival comes out and it's totally different. It provides a totally different perspective. And, uh, you know, you look at the different depictions of aliens, they're little green men and you know, people like myself will get very technical and, and will look at the, the, the stories and say, well, they're not really green. They're kind of like a grayish creature or some of them have pinkish skin or, you know, in some cases, the grayish creatures aren't really gray. They're more like green or they have chalky like skin that's kind of gray or a mixture of colors. But you have all these different reports. I mean, you have reports that cross over into cryptozoology. You have reports that cross over into things that are that are more more associated with like a mothman uh which uh you know in my opinion uh, is probably a combination of some uh experimentation with sound and frequency uh that was conducted on the people of point pleasant um it it could also be a uh, a collective uh a collective perception uh, an omen, if you will, an angel of death, if you will, a Mothman, obviously just the name coming from a Batman comic. Uh, but you have other cryptids uh, just right down the road from Mothman that you really don't hear a lot about, like the Flatwoods Monster or what is known as the Braxton Monster. And, uh, you know, if you look up the Mothman story, which is one of my favorite stories, I also lived in West Virginia for a long, long time. Uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, 1966 through 1967, November 1966 through December 1967. But if you look up the, the, the Braxton Monster, the story of the Braxton Monster actually goes back into the mid-50s. And this is a monster that isn't, isn't, so, much like, um, isn't so much like Mothman. I mean, it's unique, uh, but it's, it's different. Uh, there are two big sightings of this creature 1952 the flatwoods monster um is seen by a, a mom uh six different kids uh, and a dog it leaves this residue in the woods in uh, flatwoods uh or 
Uh, they call it the Green Monster. It's in Braxton County, West Virginia, not very far from Mothman, uh, Point Pleasant. Uh, but then there were, uh, you know, there were some uh, people that saw this creature on the road. Uh, uh, I think they were an older couple. They got out of their car and they saw this creature. It's very tall, large, kind of hovers, uh, has like a, a solid, almost like a skirt or like a dress, but it's solid around the bottom. Big glowing eyes, looks like a flame above its head or something like that. And they saw this creature without the, the helmet on. And the creature without the helmet on, uh, it looked very, I think they said the helmet wasn't on or they saw part of the body and it was reptilian-like. I mean, these are, this is back in the 1950s. And th- this is one of those stories you don't hear a lot about, kind of like the, the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter in August of 1955, one of the most terrifying uh, alien encounters Um it's actually very i was i was reading about it today i was just looking up some other ufo stories and uh it's kind of like that episode of the twilight zone where the the woman it was like these ti- these tiny little invaders and this woman and she's at like a farmhouse i maybe it was even based off of that um i think the uf i think the ufos were like us air force space probes and she's like, she's like fighting off these, these little aliens. They turn out to be humans, and she's the, she's the alien. She's the monster. That was classic Twilight Zone, but it's kind of like that. that if you read the story of the Hopkinsville encounter, they were shooting at these little creatures, but they were very small. They were like three feet tall, arms that reached down to the ground. You know, they had these like ears that came up, kind of like a, they were like, I call them like metallic chupacabras. They, that's what they were kind of like, and they... They they approached the house and they one of them reached down and grabbed some guys. Here's a very weird story, uh, but you could look that up. Kelly Hopkinsville encounter August twenty first nineteen fifty five. These are things that we don't really, you know, we don't hear about these a lot, and they don't influence us as much as the the bigger stories. Roswell, the Skinwalker Ranch, um, Kecksburg, the Kecksburg UFO crash, and things like that. Um, and then there's more that we don't factor into the equation. Uh, we don't typically factor into the equation outside of pop culture uh, things that happen in space that we don't necessarily have a have a great um, a great eye for we don't really incorporate a lot of what comes out of space into UFO lore uh, UFO mythos and uh, UFO, if you will, history, just generally speaking about what UFO implies. You know, if you go back, if you go back uh, to uh, the 1990s, uh, about four, three, four years before Independence Day came out, about four, three years before Independence Day, four years before the Phoenix Lights, in a series of uh, space probes, uh, satellites that, that went down mysteriously and that went missing, and uh, I was thinking of that because the UAP report comes out Monday. Independence Day is Sunday. And in the midst of all of that, um, I had just printed this article. I, I don't think it has anything uh, to do with aliens. But I just let me read you the, the title, this headline of this article. June 21st. And as far as I know, uh, they're still having issues with it. Uh, Hubble's main computer... The Hubble Space Telescope, its main computer is offline, and NASA has been trying to fix it for days, I believe now weeks, and they've they've tried to uh, run uh, uh, 
various forms of diagnostic testing on it, uh, moved to backups for the computers. Uh, This thing was launched in 1990. It's obviously getting a little bit old now, and there needs to be routine fixes on things like this. But when I read that, I thought, well, that's interesting that the Hubble telescope goes down in uh, June 2021, the, the week of the UAP report coming out from the office of the Director of National Intelligence. And I think that that's interesting, and I think that it's it's kind of uh, it's a great place to tell the story of uh, a Soviet space probe, Phobos two, which went to investigate one of the moons, Phobos of Mars, and this space program uh, uh, probe, this space program, this uh, uh, that 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 sent this probe. The Soviet program, uh, they lost the probe. But before they lost it, they received a number of images that came back, which were very interesting. Boris Bolitsky, Soviet science correspondent, said that some of these unusual images that were sent back were, quote, quite remarkable features or showed quite remarkable features. There's a famous uh, photograph that was shown by Air Force Colonel and cosmonaut trainee Dr. Marina Popovich in 1991, the year I was born, in December, in San Francisco. She showed this to reporters that she claimed she got this image from Alexei Leonov in the Soviet space program higher up. And uh, Marina Popovich showed this image of what looks like a long cylindrical object approaching Phobos. Now, remote viewers at the time, also depicted the exact same thing, a long cylindrical object approaching Phobos, and this is thought to be what disabled the probe. Now, if you read Alien Agenda by the late, great, and our friend Jim Mars, it's probably one of the best UFO alien books you'll ever pick up hard to put down once you pick it up and he talks about this he talks about the remote viewing in the book and he documents this very well the long cylindrical object was estimated to be 12.5 miles long one mile in diameter a few days before the destruction of phobos 2 an image was sent back to earth of a shadow projected on the surface of mars presumably this long cylindrical object Now, I did my own research and my own digging when I wrote an old book, which is now out of print, but I reference it on the show on occasion, the material that I found for this book. A couple of examples are in 2006, Cassini, 2014, the Curiosity rover on Mars, Uh, 2008, Cassini, again, near Saturn, 2014, the Helio viewer looking at the sun, and in 2011, the Soho uh, probe. All picked up, and these are just five cases, all picked up large cylindrical objects. These large cylindrical objects, like the one near Phobos, the one that Marina Popovic showed, uh, reportedly from uh, the Soviet space program, Alexei Leonov, very high up in the Soviet space program back in 1991. Uh, has, this has been photographed in 2014 near Mars, uh, near Saturn, uh, near the Sun. Large cylindrical objects, among other things, have been photographed and have been videoed or 
frames of videos have been extracted. Now, these objects have been seen. In fact, uh, there's a f- kind of a famous book. Uh, you'll know it if you're into investigating UFOs. That was written by um, uh, a former, uh, sp- I forget exactly what his job was, uh, but it's called The Ringmakers of Saturn. And it was written by Norman Berggren. And it shows photographs taken during the Voyager 1 flight to Saturn in 1980. And it shows these large cylindrical, what he refers to as, you know, ringmakers, these, these objects, massive objects near Saturn making essentially the rings of Saturn. It's a very fascinating book. Um, and so around that time in the early 1990s, right after Phobos goes down, uh, a number of other probes essentially go down too. Uh, you've got the Titan IV rocket launching with a spy satellite in August of 1993. This rocket goes up and that comes back down uh, because something caused the rocket to um, explode. And according to U.S. Air Force Colonel and the Titan IV program manager, Frank Sterling, he said he saw the video and he says an unidentified object struck the Titan IV rocket at over 100,000 feet, strikes it, and the thing explodes. An unidentified flying object. The Mars Observer, which was sent to study the face on Mars and pyramids, August 20th, 1993, a few weeks after Titan IV, sending a payload of a spy satellite, Mars Observer was also lost. So was a top-of-the-art, top-of-the-line Weather satellite, the NOAA-13, on August of 1993, also lost. And the Landsat-6 was lost in October of 1993 after launch from a Titan II rocket. And there's been official investigation into this. In fact, the Enigma Penetration Soviet Phobos II spacecraft image anomaly released in September of 1991 investigating what happened to Phobos... There have been a lot of space probes that have gone missing, space probes that have mysteriously malfunctioned. And so it's not just UFOs and UAPs. It's also things happening in space to probes, things that where there's evidence of something funky, something interfering with these devices. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in this UAP report here on World UFO Day, July 2nd. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Go to the website www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the archive. Grab yourself a water filter from Pro One. Check out US Plus Health, the promo code TSTCLEAN for 20% off. And stay with us. We'll be back. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. 
You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk Entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship. And we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I know there is much we can learn from each other if we can negotiate a truce. We can find a way to coexist. Can there be a peace between us? Peace. No peace. No peace. What is it you want us to do? Die. There's a whole fleet of them. 
Well, they seem to defy the rules of physics, hovering in the wind, stopping instantly, and moving extremely fast at hypersonic speeds, then diving into the ocean. Men went to and fro about the globe, confident of our empire over this world. Debris in the air, atmospheric conditions, secret U.S. equipment, military UFOs, a foreign adversary's advanced technology, or simply other. Mr. Lundus, on the ship with me. It doesn't make very much difference because... This report is not the end. The U.S. government now plans to collect more data and organize it into a database to figure out what really is out there. They're here, aren't they? They've been here for a long, long time. At the lowest level, they send people on errands. They with people's minds. They sweep people to do things. I think at the highest level, they do things that cause nations to go to war. Things that make no sense. But free will is impossible for them up there. Why are those like yourself who believe in the existence existence of extraterrestrial life on this earth, not dissuaded by all the evidence to the contrary, because all the evidence to the contrary is not entirely dissuasive. Perhaps it's fate that today is 4th of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom, not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. Should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. I'm Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio. We are broadcasting around the world on the Fringe FM, Talk Stream Live, the Paranormal Radio app, and more. If you miss an episode, if you want to listen at a more convenient time, subscribe to our archive at thesecretteachings.info. Get access to all the shows, download and stream them after they air, access the montages like the one you're hearing right now, and all my digital books. A one-year subscription gets you access to all of that and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. The books are Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. That book has a huge section on the music industry and a huge section on UFOs and UFO cults. They are available also on the website, www.thesecretteachings.info. When you buy a book, buy two books, three books, or you subscribe to the archive, For the shows, the montages, and the digital books, you support The Secret Teachings, you support The Fringe FM exclusively, and you support yourself. If you'd like to check out other things we're working on, we have a Patreon page now as well. Visit us on Patreon. And I have an affiliate program set up with Pro One, formerly Pro Pure Water. They have water filters for your home, water filters for your tabletop, Water filters for your shower. Showerhead filters are really great. Um, I've got very dry, uh, cracked skin. Uh, the water is pretty bad here. Where I am in New York, it was pretty bad when I lived in Florida, too, uh, and in Boise, Idaho. Uh, most city water is very bad. And I uh, use this filter, and it's, it's helped my skin. It hasn't solved the problem entirely, but it's helped my skin, especially the chlorine. The chlorine is very, very um, uh, aggressive, uh, on anybody's skin. And, and plus you don't inhale the chlorine among other things when you have one of these shower filters. So check out Pro One Water Filters, 
just go to our website and you'll see the link at the top of the page in the slider or at the bottom. If you click that, it doesn't cost you anything, but if you go and you grab a water filter, we get uh, a decent percentage of that. It's just a way to support the show and support yourself. And we have another new affiliate. We'd like to welcome US Plus Health, US Plus, P-L-U-S, health.com. Go to their website. Check out their wide selection of products isopropyl alcohols without any additional additives, no additional toxic ingredients, hydrogen peroxide solutions for home, for business, hand sanitizers. They're a very small American company in Connecticut, and they've agreed to give listeners of The Secret Teachings 20% off. It's a huge discount for their products, which are already very cheap. 20% off. All you need is the promo code. That's TST Clean. That's TST Clean, T S T C L E A N, for 20% off your entire order. They also do special orders. And especially if you're a business or you have a business and you'd like some very clean products, you don't want to use quaternary ammonium compounds anymore. You want to switch to something that uh, even the FDA, the, the, the World Health Organization, uh, the CDC says, hey, use these even for COVID. Uh, very simple, very clean, very cheap. TST Clean is the promo code. It's all at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's thesecretteachings.info. So today is World UFO Day. Did you know that? World UFO Day, July 2nd. Today is also, for those of us who are history buffs and history nerds like myself, today is the day in which Congress declared its freedom from Great Britain when it approved a resolution in a unanimous vote in 1776. July 2nd of 1776, the resolution was approved, and a document was then drafted for the public. It had been proposed in draft form by The Committee of Five, John Adams, Roger Sherman, Robert Livingston, Benjamin Franklin, and Thomas Jefferson. Once Congress approved the actual Declaration of Independence on July 4th, it was sent to a printer named John Dunlap. A couple hundred copies were printed. Only about 26 remain today. July 8th of 1776, Colonel John Nixon of Philadelphia read it in public, and the signatures began on August 8th. 2nd of 1776. July 2nd is technically the day in which colonies declared independence. July 4th was the day that Congress approved the declaration. And August 2nd was when a bunch of those signatures, famous signatures, went down on that piece of history. Today is World UFO Day. Today is the day in which the colonies declared independence. Today really is our Independence Day. It's one of my favorite alien movies, Independence Day, released July 3rd of 1996, just a few months before what happened in that movie, part of it happened in Phoenix, Arizona, and across Nevada and the Mexican state of Sonora, a large city-sized object hovering, floating, moving very slowly. It was tracked across those states, across cities like Phoenix. It had been documented by Dr. Lynn Kitai, 
She wrote a book about it. I actually got a copy of her book. Uh, was it two, two, two years ago at Contact in the Desert? The last Contact in the, the Desert they had. Um, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of people forget about the Phoenix Lights. This is one of the most widely sighted, unidentified flying objects or UFOs observed ever. Uh, not only observed uh, and sighted, but documented. It's a huge event. It's an enormous event, especially in terms of so-called UFO history. I would even go so far as to argue that the Phoenix Lights events were, and, and there were events because there were multiple events leading up to the, the main event, uh, was our, I, I'd, I'd argue that it was more important in a lot of ways than even Roswell. Because Roswell was also multiple events. And we don't really hear about that. We don't hear about the lead up to the Phoenix Lights incident March 13th of 1997. We don't really hear a lot about the other events that took place around the so-called Roswell incident when it was really a combination of incidences. We don't really hear about other stories. I mean, one of my favorite stories is the Braxton Monster back in the 50s. This was, this was a decade before Mothman at Point Pleasant. The Braxton Monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, known as the Flatwoods Monster, just a few miles from Point Pleasant. Terrified a bunch of kids, a mom, a dog. The Air Force actually came in, and in fact, um, the U.S. Air Force came in uh, as part of Project Blue Book to investigate this. But you just just don't really, it's not a common thing to hear about the Flatwoods Monster. I mean, unless you're, unless you're versed in late-night radio topics, or if you're versed in cryptid creatures, you probably never heard of the Flatwoods Monster. I mean, I hadn't up until, uh, you know, a handful of years ago. Uh, there's other strange stories like the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter, UFO encounter, August 21st, 1955, around the same time as uh, the Braxton monster incident back in 1952. So you start to read and you start to investigate and research, you'll find all manner of incidences that just aren't popular. You know, even when mainstream media outlets take on the subject of UFOs, it's usually about Roswell or Area 51 or once in a while you'll get that that person. There was a guy in the news uh, this week saying that he can summon UFOs. I don't know if you if you guys saw this one. This one I I posted this on the website at thesecretteachings.info under the top news tab. And I just titled it "The Man Who Can Summon UFOs." And I just I link a lot of stuff there for myself. Um, I don't really promote it for news, but I link a lot of stuff there for myself. And this this guy, Robert Bingham, said that he's a summoner of UFOs, and he he's maybe he is I don't know, but he's it's a great example of when the media actually covers the subject. That's normally what you get. You get the guy in the trailer, or you get the guy who can summon aliens, or you get the you get certain people on Comedy Central who claim that they know everything there is to know about the secret code of a certain letter of the alphabet. And then that guy yells out the window at people like me at conferences, hey, buddy, and with a, like this threatening, aggressive tone and then denies that he knows who I am. A lot of unnecessary drama, really. And I'll tell you this. You do your own investigation and you're going to find things that make you wonder, huh, why was I never told that? 
Now, obviously, you weren't told that by the mainstream media because they can't find, you know, the difference between um, their butt and their head. They don't know which part of the body's, you know, what part of the body. They don't know what direction's up or down. Uh, you don't hear that from anybody really in the UFO community unless they're very specialized because uh, people are obsessed with what is profitable energetically, socially, economically, like Roswell. Roswell is profitable. And it's not that, you know, Hopkinsville or the Braxton Monster or the Phoenix Lights, you know, aren't profitable in, in the sense that it's not, like, attractive to people. People want to learn about those things. It's just Roswell's time and time again the story that sells. Area 51, time and time again, is the story that sells. I get on radio. I do a show about the Idaho National Laboratory. And we talk about the nuclear waste. We talk about the radiation experiments, the non-nuclear massive detonations that took place, largest detonations outside of nuclear bombs. All of that out at this Department of Energy facility known as INL. And I call it the Area 51 of Idaho. And virtually nobody's heard of the Idaho National Lab. I've even talked to other radio hosts who specialize in, you know, the stuff that I do. Never heard of it. It's not a slight at those radio hosts. I, I didn't know about it. I was, I'll tell you the truth, back in 2017, I was driving, um, well, I was in the passenger seat, but I was driving with Brad Olson and we were driving through, he came through Idaho to pick me up. I was in Boise. We drove out near Yellowstone to see the eclipse. And on the way back, I saw, hmm, INL, Idaho National Lab. What's that? And I ended up going back out there a few, like a few months later, within a year, and uh, stayed in Arco, Idaho, right down the road. And I started reading about it, and I thought, this is crazy. They were building nuclear-powered cars out here, nuclear-powered planes, they were building stuff from fallout out there in the desert. Nobody heard of it. That's where, in my view, a lot of the real research goes down, folks. That's where you're going to get the real stuff that supposedly happens at Area 51 if it did in the past. And it still might be today. I saw bizarre stuff one of the times I went to Rachel. I saw a black triangle flying over the desert at incredible speeds, followed by two fighter jets. I've seen F-35s turn invisible. You know, they, they mocked the president when he said that, but literally F-35s that will just turn and then turn invisible. Uh, you can read ma just mainline articles and you can go to the website of the companies that make the planes. I'll tell you, it has a little uh, device from the bottom that bends light. It turns the plane invisible. It's like cloaking a ship. You know, I've seen stuff like that firsthand, but that, the, 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 the so-called real stuff, you know, the show me the aliens. You want to see that kind of technology and weird experiments? You got to go to places that nobody's looking at. You got you don't go to Area 51 if you want to see that, okay? You don't even go to Area 52, you know, or the, the secondary Area 52 uh, Dugway Proving Ground. You got to go to the Idaho National Laboratory, which, by the way, considering all the nuclear experimentation they've done in Idaho, the storing of nuclear waste, the radiation experiments, the nuclear... Uh, experiments for planes and cars, the non-nuclear explosions, the human experiments, the animal experiments, you know, the, the so-called accidents and radiation exposure, all the things they've done out there and the show that I did on the Idaho National Lab. Guess what? Idaho has put two and two together. UFOs are attracted 
to nuclear sites, nuclear missile silos, long history of that in the military. You'd expect Idaho to have a lot of UFO sightings. And in fact, Idaho leads the nation in UFO sightings. And I don't think that's coincidental considering that the Idaho National Lab specializing in nuclear, if it wouldn't be for INL, there would not be nuclear technology we have today. They built some of the first reactors out there in the 50s. That's where you get a huge cluster of U.S. UFOs. It's an interesting little detail that you don't learn about. I learned that, um, and I put all that together just this year. And that's what we do here on The Secret Teachings, and we bring that information to you, and uh, we hope that you enjoy it and uh, that you get something out of it. And then you can feed us information, and we go back and forth, and we can present to a larger and larger audience things that are beyond Roswell, things that are beyond Area 51, things that, as much as all of us loved classic late-night radio, uh, go beyond that and take it to another dimension, another level, another plane of existence, because it's time that we step out of the, the proverbial box. It's time we go beyond the standard UFO stories. It, it's time that we dig up the Braxton monster and we talk about Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and we talk about the Phoenix lights. It's, it's time we talk about those things that go on above our heads in space that have nothing to do with history per se or pop culture. Um, let me give you an example. The Hubble Space Telescope's main computer went offline a few weeks ago. It went offline uh, the 21st or around the 21st of June. And when I read that, I thought, um, that's interesting. I remember reading in a handful of books. I remember reading in uh, Jim Mars' book, Alien Agenda, and a book series by a friend of ours here on the show, M. Don Shorn, who wrote a four-part book series. And it was all about extraterrestrials and uh, history uh, using old religious texts and things like that. It's a really good book series. Uh, I learned about all these satellites and space probes and things like that that have gone down, have just been mysteriously lost or communications lost or they just vanished and disappeared. Now, obviously, uh, space to say the least, is probably not a very hospitable place. Uh, it's not very friendly. Um, it's, uh, as we're told, it's a vacuum. Maybe that's not true. But you go back and you look at the history of this. Um, the Mars Observer was lost in August of 1993. It was sent to study the face on Mars and some of the other weird anomalies. Just vanished, disappeared. Same month, a NOAA, NOAA-13 satellite, top of the line, goes missing with uh, in a very short period of time after being launched. The Landsat 6 also was lost in 1993 after launch from a Titan II rocket. And a Titan IV rocket carrying a very secretive spy satellite in the same month, in the same year, August of 1993, explodes after liftoff. And according to U.S. Air Force Colonel and the Titan IV program manager, not before its news, not David Wilcock, according to U.S. Air Force Colonel and Titan IV program manager Frank Sterling, he said he looked at the video, he was told about this video, uh, and uh, from the Air Force, and he says an unidentified flying object, not aliens, not a UAP, a UFO, struck the Titan rocket 
at over 100,000 feet, it kind of moved with it for a moment, which is just incredible to consider the speed of something kind of moving alongside of it, and it doesn't really look like it's moving. It just kind of zips zip, 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 around it, and then it just punctures it, and the whole rocket poof, explodes. And, of course, there are uh, stories of other NASA missions where uh, rockets are or shuttles are followed by unidentified flying objects. And you can see the NASA feed. They have so many NASA feeds you know, that are cut when these objects start passing in front of the camera. You know, and if it's just space debris, why cut it? Well, some cuts might be truly coincidental. Others might be intentional. There's another probe called Phobos-2 in the late eight, uh, 1980s as a Soviet probe. Uh, and, and this thing um, didn't so much go missing as it just went offline. Uh, Boris Bolitsky, a Soviet science correspondent, said that a lot of the images that were sent back, some of the last images, were very remarkable. He called them remarkable, the features of these images. One of the last images was brought to San Francisco in 1991. Air Force Colonel and cosmonaut trainee Dr. Marina Popovich, who said she got the image from Alexei Leonov, a Soviet space program higher up, showed what remote viewers separately depicted as being responsible for the demise of Phobos II, a long 12.5-mile rod-like object, one mile in diameter, approaching Phobos II. My research from what I've investigated, going through literally thousands of images from NASA and JPL and then just reading news articles, this image... Not in the 80s, not in the 90s, not in the early 2000s, but now in 2014, 2006 and 2008, uh, uh, throughout the last two decades, these large cylindrical objects have been photographed by the Curiosity rover, by Cassini, near Saturn, by the Helio viewer near the sun. Uh, the remakers of Saturn, a book by Norman Berggren, depicted and showed these images of, of these objects near Saturn in the 1980s uh, from the Voyager 1 flight. So we've had uh, rockets blow up. We've had spaceships, space shuttles, and rockets be followed by UFOs. We've had uh, space flight missions with humans followed by unidentified flying objects. We've had uh, feeds of NASA cut We've had Soviet space probes explode or disappear and vanish. Uh, we've had a lot of strange things happen in the sky above us, things that don't influence our pop culture as much as the movie Independence Day or the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still, but they should influence our pop culture and they should influence our history and they should influence our understanding and our future as well as our current investigations into what is causing uh what amounts to what would seem like almost like a quarantine of Earth or something that is shutting down human exploration. Now, I'm not saying that's what's happening, but I think it needs to be considered and I think it needs to be investigated, especially considering the fact that these objects are the size, some of them are the size of planet Earth. Some of them are bigger. Some of them are the size of half a planet. They're massive objects. They're massive objects. Maybe not, you know, a little bit bigger, but massive objects like those objects from Independence Day, like those objects over Phoenix. And these long cylindrical objects, interestingly enough, 
are kind of, I'm not saying they're the same thing, but they're kind of like Oumuamua. They're kind of like this interstellar object, the first one discovered in 2017. A flat shape, a pancake shape, tumbling once every eight hours that baffled scientists. Oumuamua. Some of you probably followed the work of Avi Loeb. Avi Loeb wrote an interesting little article for Scientific American. I listened to, to Avi Loeb and I've I've read a lot of his articles and you know he's talking about how there's a possible link between Oumuamua and unidentified aerial phenomena. He wrote a little article for Scientific American uh, uh, around the time of the UAP report release from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence linking Oumuamua possibly to UAPs. And I think it's interesting because Oumuamua kind of has the same feel as, you know, if these ships, these things are so big, so massive next to Saturn, next to the Sun, next to Mars, going back to Phobos 2, maybe they also send out probes that look something similar to a larger ship. They're not so much flying disks as they all are what I call flying rods uh, that are seen in space. It's, it's not just incidences on Earth. It's not just stories. It's things that are happening in space, probes, shuttles, rockets, and other things that seem to be just beyond our grasp of understanding, just beyond our grasp of comprehension kind of like a lot of the things in the uap report that we're going to get into when we come back from break in the final segment i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings if you missed an episode if you want to listen at a more convenient time subscribe to the show archive get access to the montages the digital books a one-year subscriptions fifty dollars it gets you access to all of that and an autographed book occult arcana food philosophy or the Technological Elixir. The books are available separate, all of that, on the website at thesecretteachings.info. Check out our affiliates, support them, support the show, Pro One Water Filters on our website, the link, and usplushealth.com. You get 20% off with the promo code TSTCLEAN. It supports the show, the network, and you. More of The Secret Teachings after this. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. 
Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship. And we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I know there is much we can learn from each other if we can negotiate a truce. We can find a way to coexist. Can there be a peace between us? Peace. No peace. No peace. What is it you want us to do? Die. There's a whole fleet of them. They seem to defy the rules of physics, hovering in the wind, stopping instantly, and moving extremely fast at hypersonic speeds, then diving into the ocean. Men went to and fro about the globe, confident of our empire over this world. Debris in the air, atmospheric conditions, secret U.S. equipment, military UFO, a foreign adversary's advanced technology, or simply other. Still on Earth, or on the ship with me. But it doesn't make very much difference because... This report is not the end. The U.S. government now plans to collect more data and organize it into a database to figure out what really is out there. They're here, aren't they? They've been here for a long, long time. At the lowest level, they send people on errands. 
play with people's minds. They sway people to do things. I think at the highest level, they do things that cause nations to go to war. Things that make no sense. But free will is impossible with them up there. Why are those like yourself who believe in the existence of extraterrestrial life on this earth not dissuaded by all the evidence to the contrary? Because all the evidence to the contrary not entirely dissuasive. Perhaps it's faith that today is 4th of July and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. Should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. I'm Ryan Gable. And you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com. The final segment of the final show of the week. And it takes place on World UFO Day. And the day that Congress in 1776 drafted a resolution to declare independence from Great Britain. July 2nd, 1776, the 4th, the document was drawn up. It was printed, read aloud for the first time to the public on July 8th, and then signed on August 2nd. So you get a little bit of history tonight on the show as well. That's one of my favorite subjects. And, you know, I, I love the, the topic of UFOs and aliens and the paranormal. And, um, you know, I'll do a lot of investigation and research things like the Idaho National Lab and bring you things that you've probably never heard before and I'll learn things from you that I've never heard before. And that's the kind of radio I want to do. I want it to be interactive, but I want it to be informative. I, I don't want it to just be pure speculation. I like to look at the hard information. And when I looked at the hard information on what a lot of people have been, um, you know, I, I guess you could say positively hysterical about <laughs> in the sense that uh, they've just been very excited, you know, about this UAP report that came out on Monday. And I was thinking about the movie Independence Day because Sunday is Independence Day and Monday of this week, the UAP report comes out. and uh, Or Friday, excuse me, of last week, the UAP report comes out. Uh, and, uh, you know, people have been wanting to, to hear about this thing. And... I just, I can't talk about it right away uh, when something like this happens, uh, I guess depending on the topic, because there's just so much chatter. There's so much chatter around this. Um, I don't want to correct myself earlier. I, I, I had said that the UAP report came out this week. Uh, it came out last Friday, so it's been a week since the report came out. Uh, but, you know, I'm just thinking of of the quote from Men in Black. Uh, Will Smith said, "Yeah, he he's just really excited, and he has you know he has no clue uh, why we're we're actually here." Um, that's that's kind of like with this UAP report. It's like a lot of people are really really excited, but they really don't know why we're here. You know, that's really what it is. It really, a lot of people are excited, really, really wanting to know about 
Like, where did the thing about Roswell come from? Did you guys figure that out? Why did people think that the U.S. government was going to? What what chat rooms and forums? What 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 is going on on Reddit and the Q forums? You know, what are you reading on social media? You gotta you gotta step back from that crap sometimes, and you have to do your own research. Like this UAP report comes out, right? It's just a preliminary assessment. It's from the office of the director of national intelligence, and uh, you know it's provided by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence in response to the provision in Senate Report 116233 accompanying the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021 that the DNI, in consultation with the Secretary of Defense, is to submit an intelligence assessment of the threat posed by unidentified aerial phenomena and the progress the Department of Defense Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force has made in understanding this threat. I mean, if you just read the scope of the paper, it already is like confusing. It's very rudimentary. It's very governmental. It's very rigid and and it's very you know gray. Uh, it's very government. It's very bureaucratic. It isn't scientific. And although there might be some scientific elements to it, it's a government report, and it's only part of a government report. It's only nine pages, and when you really break it down. It's maybe like, you know, five pages when you take out the appendix with the definition of terms uh, and you take out the, the, the definition of what the document's about and then you take out the first page. You're down to like four or five pages. OK, and it's nothing that's really, really significant, except unless you've never read about this kind of thing before, you know. It's like Will Smith said, "Men in Black." He, he's just—he's really excited, but he has no idea why we're here. The best of the best of the best, sir. And you know, with honor. That's what a lot of people are like in the UFO community. You know, they stand up and they tell you exactly what it's all about, but it's like they really don't know why they're there. They don't really know why we're here. Why did we get this UAP report? Why? And and then people make it political. Well, Trump put it into the COVID relief bill, so I don't even want to know about UFOs anymore because it was Trump. Why? Why does it have to be political? You really want, quote-unquote, disclosure, whatever that is, whatever that's become? You're not going to get it from politicians. you know. And, and, and for that matter, I don't think you're going to get disclosure from scientists, or at least some scientists, because you got these people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's, you know, the, the guy's interviewed, I, I saw this interview with him about the report, he's interviewed as like a, an expert, and he's like, you know, I, you know, I really just want to uh, I want to say, like, if you want me to believe in this, you have to give me more evidence if you want me to believe in UFOs. It's like, are, are you serious, Neil? Are you a scientist? Because the last time I checked, science was defined as an observation of nature. If you can't look up in the sky or look up at the thousands and thousands of hours of video footage that has been unexplained for decades, whether it's in Washington in the 50s, uh, you know, incidences like the Braxton Monster, incidences like even Roswell, if you would like to, to, to address that. You know, every little, every little thing, the Phoenix Lights, you know, uh, the Hopkinsville, Kentucky incident, you know, the, the, the Kecksburg UFO crash, uh, just the, the, literally the thousands and thousands of reports from credible people, nuclear missile silos being shut down, massive you know, UFO presence in places like Idaho, where the Idaho National Lab is, where they do all the nuclear experiments historically. Where, what more evidence do you want, Neil? What do you want? Do you want a, an alien to, to walk up to you and shake your hand? You wouldn't believe it then. 
You wouldn't believe it then, Neil. None of these scientists like Bill Nye the paid-off guy or Neil the ass Tyson, none of these people are actually scientists. They're paid hacks who get on TV and they either lie through their teeth or they are so wrapped up in the way that they present things, their own little world, that they wouldn't dare question step out of that bubble because they might lose part of their audience. And the ironic thing is they lose their audience anyway because the average person wants to know the truth. We want to know the truth, Neil. We want to know the truth, Bill. We want to know the truth. And we can see the evidence just as clearly as you can. The difference is we're accepting of all the evidence. And we can try to filter through what's not real, what's fake, or what's an actual balloon. And in the case of the UAP report, there's not much in it that's interesting or significant to me. But perhaps the most interesting thing is that of all those thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and probably hundreds of thousands of credible reports over the years, you know, from videos and testimony and cases you've never heard of before, just like endless streams of information and data. You know, the ones that are easily described, uh, you know, the the, the 90% or so in Blue Book, there's still 10% there that's unidentified. And in the case of this UAP report that was released last week on the 25th, 144 reports originated from USG sources. Of these, 80 reports involved observations with multiple sensors. Most reports described UAP as objects that interrupted pre-planned training or other military activity. Now, are we just seeing these because of advanced technologies, or are they specifically moving in on classified military training activities? And of the hundred and so reports... Uh, they've only identified one, only one. They identified one as, oh, well, that classic balloon. They identified one as a balloon. So that tells you that even under the circumstances, even with this very gray government document, which is only a piece of a much larger investigative report, they're only investigating a handful of sightings and a handful of uh, events that the military has witnessed just just a few since they started collecting this data just a few and they can only identify one of them that's a pretty important piece of information i think and for people like neil and for people that are that are these big scientists to sit there and literally tell the American public and the rest of the world, I just need more evidence if I'm going to believe in aliens. How about you shut your fat mouth, you sit down, and you let the real experts talk about things, Neil, okay? Obviously, Neil deGrasse Tyson doesn't listen to this show, but but I, I get pissed about people like Neil. I don't like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think he's a hack. I think he's a pretentious, scientific dunce, all right? Yes, I'm telling you how I really feel. And I think it's people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, just like it's people like Don Lemon and Bill Nye the paid-off guy and all the other media hacks and whores who don't have original thoughts that parrot mainstream university lines that prevent us, like the whitewashing of government reports, from getting to whatever it is the truth might be. That's what I think. And I think when I read this UAP report, that there really isn't much in it that's any different than anything else we knew before the report came out. That's the bottom line. Because we told you it was going to be vague. 
They're not going to say aliens are here. They're going to say that they really don't know what it is. It's a threat to national security. Let's see what we can do with that, and we'll investigate it more. And that's all that the report said, the few pages. You know, so like some radio hosts who, who, who you know, posted on my Facebook page trying to be, uh, I guess, big and tough and said, like, well, why, why aren't you going to talk about it? We just, you can't read nine pages? Is it too much work to do? Well, I don't have any animosity per se, but yeah, uh, Jeremy, um, it's a lot of additional work that I don't need to do because I'm a professional and I don't need to sit and read through the nine pages and then have Stephen Bassett on my show to tell me what's happening. I can read. I'm literate. If you need Stephen Bassett to tell you what's going on, fine. Have Stephen Bassett on your show. I don't need these people that have been around for decades telling me the same thing they've always told me, saying the same thing they've always said. I know that there's going to be additional congressional investigation. I know that it's going to be whitewashed. I know that we're never going to get answers out of the federal government. And anything we do get, how do you trust that to begin with? How do you not know that that's not just another part of the disinformation or the misinformation? Okay, I know how to read. I've been doing this longer than you. And it's just, it's like that in radio, as you can hear me venting, it's like that in science, you're not going to get disclosure from scientists. You'll get disclosure from science, something that all of us can participate in. You'll get disclosure from the mountains of evidence and the mountains of data. But the ironic thing, I feel, is that just like the government's UAP report, the preliminary assessment anyway, you're probably not going to really be able to prove that those things are aliens. And why would you want to prove that those UFO sightings, the videos, the pictures, the reports are aliens? You don't know that. I mean, this goes back to Kenneth Arnold and the flying discs or the saucers skipping in the air near Mount Rainier. Just because they're there doesn't mean that they're alien craft. Could they be? Oh, yeah, sure they could be. I think it's time we, we address the lexicon. It's time we address the words that we use. It's time we address what we call extraterrestrial or alien phenomena or what is potentially extraterrestrial or alien. It's time we view it through a different lens. It's time we check the language we use. It's time we check the sources of that information and the the, the so-called uh, and implied credible sources that we're supposed to get confirmation from. Do you really want, do you really need at this point, forget want, do you really need confirmation from a bunch of lawyers and politicians? You really want confirmation from, you know, a, 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 a suit? I don't think you need confirmation from a suit. I think people want confirmation from a suit because it makes them feel as if they're not crazy. Uh, but but here's the bottom line. You're not crazy for looking at something in the sky, not understanding what it is, and having a UFO experience. But more than likely what you're seeing is a satellite, a shooting star, though you might see things that are relatively unexplained. Doesn't mean you saw an alien. Why this has to be broken down into a dogma, I don't know. But here on World UFO Day 2021, I just want to present, as I have tonight, my take on this. And I want to, in the final couple of minutes we have left here, I want to read you a little bit of this UAP report. Executive summary, the limited amount of high-quality reporting on unidentified aerial phenomena 
hampers our ability to draw firm conclusions about the nature or intent of UAP. And they say that uh, they need better reporting. They need a unique tailored reporting process required to provide sufficient data for analysis of UAP events. Most of the UAP reported probably do represent physical objects, given that a majority of the UAP were registered across multiple sensors to include radar, infrared, electro-optical weapons seekers, and visual observation. They had, quote, unusual flight characteristics. They say that there are multiple types of UAP, and they break them down into five potential categories. Airborne clutter, natural atmospheric phenomena, USG or US industry developmental programs, foreign adversary systems, and an other bin. A lot of them went into the other bin. UAP clearly pose a safety or flight, a safety of flight issue, and may pose a challenge to U.S. national security. So, you know, I, I, I didn't need to, 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 you know, be a highly intelligent person to figure this out. I'm not a highly intelligent person, I don't think. I think I'm mildly intelligent. I just follow patterns. And it was pretty easy, not that I like to make predictions, but it was pretty easy to predict that this report would be vague, which it was, and to predict this statement right here. I said this on multiple shows over the last month. The UAP clearly pose a safety of flight issue and may pose a challenge to national security. That's all they're going to do. They're going to say it poses a challenge to national security. It's going to be vague. You're not going to get any information out of it, really, you know. And then they're going to have further investigation, and they're going to probably intentionally, maybe unintentionally, whitewash a little bit of history, you know, push really important cases historically to the side, and then only rely on what they can see from here forward, which is fine. That, I guess, is part of the scientific process, but... There's so much more that they're leaving out. And when people like Neil deGrasse Tyson's like, well, I've got to see more to really believe this. I don't care what you believe, Neil. Okay? I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you think. All right? This isn't your show. Okay? This isn't really anybody's show. And we don't need to know what Neil deGrasse Tyson thinks. Okay? We don't need to know what Bill Nye, the paid-off guy, thinks. All right? However... They also say that um, they don't believe that a potential adversary has developed either a breakthrough or a disruptive technology. So it poses a threat to national security. They don't think a foreign adversary is responsible for it, and they cannot explain most of it. They didn't say it's aliens. They didn't say it wasn't aliens. Why we're looking for aliens, I know it's because of the association with an unidentified object, but there's clearly something happening in the sky above us there's clearly something responsible for infiltrating military exercises and military facilities going back to the cold war uh there's clearly weird things in braxton and point pleasant there's clearly weird bizarre things that are uh, that have happened throughout history um and that have happened in space in the last couple of decades to space probes and shuttles and rockets uh, that are, at till this point, unexplained. Uh, but I think a lot of us have an explanation. Because no standardized reporting mechanism existed until the Navy established one in March of 2019, the Air Force subsequently adopted that mechanism in November 2020, and therefore the data reporting has remained limited. Now, of all these reports, they've relied, of the ones they investigated, on firsthand uh experience and, and witness testimony by military aviators um, 
and other systems that were considered, quote, reliable. They said, we were able to identify one reported UAP with high confidence. In that case, we identified the object as a large deflating balloon. Let me tell you this, large deflating balloons do not travel at the speeds that you saw in those Pentagon videos. 144 reports originated from USG uh, uh, sources. Of these, 80 reports involved observation with multiple sensors. Most reports described UAP as objects that interrupted pre-planned training or other military exercises. The document goes on to basically describe that they just are having a hard time collecting the data because of the data collection process. It's not very refined. They're going to expand this process. And uh, that's basically it. Uh, they couldn't identify most of the report, reported incidences, and they have a different definition for what an incidence is, what, to, what an event is. If you read through the document, there's a difference in classification. A UAP event uh, is a description of an occurrence, an incident is a specific part of that event, and a report is a documentation of that event. They uh, define that in the document. Some UAP appeared to remain stationary in winds aloft, move against the wind, maneuver abruptly, or move at considerable speed without discernible means of propulsion. In a small number of cases, military aircraft systems preceded, uh, processed rather radio frequency energy associated with UAP sightings. That's a pretty important piece of information. So they're basically saying they can't explain them. They are defying the laws of known physics uh, and, and um, air travel. And uh, modern technology, they're not from a foreign adversary. They're not U.S. And uh, they certainly pose a hazard to safety of flight and could pose, quote, a broader range if some instances represent sophisticated collection against U.S. military activities by a foreign government or demonstrate a breakthrough aerospace technology by a potential adversary. Maybe the adversary is extraterrestrial. Maybe it's something beyond anything we can imagine. They also use the word incursion in the document. And the UAPTF has 11 reports of documented instances in which pilots reported near misses with a UAP. Um, as George Carlin said, uh, a collision is a near miss. Look, they nearly missed. <laughs> we currently lack data to indicate any UAP or part of a foreign collection program or indi- indicative of a major technological advancement by a potential adversary. They say that multiple times in the report and then talk about how they're going to use AI to further help classify and put these cases into perspective. That's the report. Uh, don't know what a lot of people thought it was going to be. Uh, there's a lot of other papers that the public didn't see. There's going to be more investigation, but it's pretty simple to predict. It was going to be vague, and it was going to essentially be um, a non-disclosure, disclosure, disclosure, non-disclosure. It was just going to be an acknowledgement of like, yeah, there's weird things happening I don't really think the government has has that much uh, information on the subject, if I'm being honest, in the sense that they know what it is. They have a lot of data. I just don't think they know fully what it is. I think you probably know more than they do, and I think we probably here on the show know more than they do. What I do know is today is World UFO Day. July, 20, uh, uh, July 2nd, 1776 is the day that Congress declared freedom from Great Britain, approving a resolution and a unanimous vote. Drafting the declaration, reading it on July 8th, it was read uh, by a Colonel John Nixon of Philadelphia, and uh, then it was signed on August 2nd of 1776. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. We remember other UFO sightings and reports and things that we haven't really heard a lot about over the years, and 
rockets and shuttles and satellites and space probes that have come into contact with UFOs and have influenced UFO history and I think are things that we need to take a harder look at. We also need to look at things like the Idaho National Lab and the mass amount of UFO sightings in Idaho. These are all things that we need to bring into the equation. That's my UAP show, folks. Friday, July 2nd, 2021. There it is. I talked about it. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, broadcasting on the Fringe FM. If you missed an episode, if you'd like to listen to this show again, please go to the website and subscribe to the archive. You get access to the show, the montages, my books in digital form. And if you subscribe for one year, we have weekly, monthly, and yearly. It's $50 for a year. You get all of that and an autographed copy, free shipping of one of my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, or the Technological Elixir. Read reviews and more on the website. Grab the book separately, www.thesecretteachings.info. Check out Pro One Water Filters on the website. Use the link. Browse their wide selection. It supports the show. Doesn't cost you anything. And usplushealth.com. Clean cleaning supplies. TST Clean is the promo code TSTCleanUSPlusHealth.com. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. Stay safe, stay informed. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. You can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on the Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM.